Hello, and welcome to Feeling Good with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen Johnson. I'm a certified functional medicine health and life coach with a passion for deconstructing women's health, habits, and happiness. Each week, we'll explore ways to optimize our life with actionable tips and tricks to increase energy, gain more confidence and clarity, and break away from limiting beliefs in order to tap into our most powerful potential. This is an inclusive and sometimes uncomfortable conversation about life and how to show up for it. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's get after it. On today's episode, we are going to talk about how to travel and use food as medicine or eat healthy on your adventure. So this will apply to you if you are using food as medicine to treat an autoimmune disease or other health concern or condition, but it will also apply to you if you just want to eat in a way that's going to, you know, have you feeling good as you travel. So you have that maintained energy and healthy, zesty goodness. So the first part of it, number one, is to get prepared. And no, it's not fun to be cooking a bunch of things before a trip. I get that. There's like a million other things to organize. But it is so much better to have that little bit of preparation because it's much worse than having a family member not have food to eat. That's a real bummer. Trust me, we've been there and it gets dicey. So for us, that looks like packing a cooler before we leave. That looks like me planning a lot of snacks and usually cooking some essentials like stuff that we know that everybody can eat or that everyone enjoys or specifically for Gaudi who has the thyroid disease. I plan our meals-ish totally, but I like to have a rough idea of what's coming up so that we're prepared for that. And usually that means packing quality meat. Now I know that that meat's always a hot topic, but for us, we do use meat as medicine in order to help Scotty's gut feel its best. So it's very important to us that we have quality meat. We source that out locally here and I will usually travel with some in the freezer or in the cooler. The other cool thing about this is I will pack a real like adventure cooler. So I usually bring maybe one cooler that's a little bit more for the long distance when we get to the destination that will have things like meat and maybe like some breakfast loaf or something like that. And then for the travel, I will pack an inside the truck cooler and that will have a picnic. And this is something that we now love to do as a family. We love to find a cool picnic spot. We pour out of the vehicle because we're often doing road trips. And it's fun. We get to run around. We always try and find somewhere cool in nature to just really get your wiggles out. And when you're traveling with kids, this is incredible. And actually so much more fun than being in a restaurant. I do try and make sure that the food is fun for the kids because I know a lot of times the idea of traveling means going to restaurants. But what I have discovered is that when we do stop for just some wild and free and craziness, the kids are much better and able to get back in the car or get 
back on the adventure and have their best time. So number two is when you're looking at planning your adventure, I now am completely obsessed with booking a place with a kitchen. Even if we don't really end up using it or needing to use it, it's incredible to have the option. And I actually love having a kitchen when we go away for family adventures. This means we can have a healthy breakfast. We don't have to run out of our room or whatever to go get one kid wants this and the other kid wants that or whatever it is. One kid's still sleeping. One kid wants to get up and go. So having even just like a little tiny kitchenette or booking a place or asking for a little mini fridge can really help with that morning time or any time of the day, really, because if I'm honest, we love to have dinner at home. And sometimes that's takeout, but a lot of times that's just like something that we can make quick and easy. I can have a glass of wine. The kids, you know, are maybe wrung out after a super busy day and they can just chill out. And that's glorious to me. That's my jam. It's not for everybody, but having a kitchen or having a little kitchenette has saved us so many times on our adventures as well as so much money. Number three is when you're getting to your destination, really research restaurants and anything like that, anywhere that like knowing that you want to go out for certain meals, research places that are going to work for you and your and your food conditions. For Scotty, he has a lot. And it's hilarious um, sometimes. But that what that looks like is, you know, he'll call ahead and and ask, like, is the kitchen willing to accommodate food changes? And some places are totally game. And other places are like, no, everything we have is pre-sauced and pre-cooked and, and you're out of luck. And that is incredible to know ahead of time. So having that, just that little bit of organization, yes, it's harder to like, I don't know, fly by the seat of your pants, but it just makes for a much smoother kind of transition from one thing to the next. And if you're in a complete pinch and you are doing something like the autoimmune protocol or paleo or something like that, a sure thing is always some kind of a steakhouse. Now for all my plant-based friends, just ignore that. But if you are using food as medicine and you are using a meal plan like that, then usually some version of a steakhouse is kind of an emergency sure thing. And they're usually everywhere. Often this means pretty much no vegetables, which is hilarious, but whatever. Number four is to hit up some good grocery stores along the way. So if you're, this is especially important if you're going to a smaller place, a smaller town, um, and you don't know what the options are going to be like when you get there. So planning along your journey, if you do drive through a bigger town or you know that you're not going to hit any sweet grocery stores, really planning that out, being prepared, loading up on things that you know you're going to be able to eat and you're going to be able to have grab-and-go food or just whatever it's going to take to make your life easier. There's some amazing places out there, especially if you go through a bigger center, but there is often in medium-sized towns some great options or finding even better a farmer's market along the way if it's the summertime and really getting into that. That's something that I love doing. 
number five is to really adjust your expectations and ideas. So when one person in your family is using food as medicine, the rest of you will inevitably eat better on your adventures. And that's a good thing. A lot of times when we think about going on an adventure or traveling, it's this permission slip to sort of live outrageously and eat like a dumpster fire. And I'm not hating on having some extravagant meals every now and then. But when we end up spending, say you go away for a week and you spend that week just eating potato chips and deep fried this and whatever it is, tons of dessert. But recognizing that if you travel and someone in your family needs to prioritize having a really good clean diet, inevitably the rest of you will eat a little bit better as well. And that's going to increase your energy. You're going to have a more sustained and level mood throughout the process. You're going to have, you know, mental clarity and it's just going to be more enjoyable because your body is going to be actually working in a better way. So that is an amazing thing. Now, I will say it is also important, I think, for us as our family anyways, to make sure that we are experiencing different foods. So if we are traveling, I will try and make sure I take the kids out for their own adventure, our own little adventure of food. Whether Scotty joins us or not, I think it's really amazing for them to experience different cultures and different foods and and have all those all that exposure to different flavors it doesn't have to be perfect or, or restricted or totally strict and it is also a gift to be having to eat with a little bit more intention on our adventures if you are traveling and you are doing the autoimmune protocol or some or something restricted like the low FODMAP diet it is definitely worth it to go prepared What that means for us is I'll often throw a few cans of tuna in my backpack or Scotty's backpack with packed in olive oil or salmon or something like that. And then if you are absolutely at a loss at a restaurant or wherever you are, you can pull out your can of tuna, one of our classic moves, and this is great for like airports and stuff like that before you, when you can. Add that can of tuna, order just some lettuce and whatever vegetables you can find anywhere and add that can of tuna, ask for a lemon wedge and boom, you got yourself a really probably kind of boring, but it's a meal. All right. (laughs) And that is something to be aware of as well. Food sometimes doesn't look like how you want it to be. The other wonderful thing about doing something like the autoimmune protocol is you don't necessarily get those real energy dips, that sense of like being hangry or starving, um, like a lot of people will who are eating, you know, a more carbohydrate based meal plan or way of eating. This is because your body just starts to run more smoothly off of healthy fats. And that has like a little bit more of a sustained energy. So that is a gift sometimes if you aren't prepared. The other thing that I think is really powerful and can be super helpful, this is something that I've learned with working with my clients, is that a lot of times we don't actually feel comfortable saying out loud the restrictions that we have. We don't feel comfortable being complicated. We don't feel comfortable being a pain in the butt. 
And so we try and just keep it to ourselves. We try and, you know, make everybody feel comfortable around us. So I do encourage you, if this is a thing for you, to work at practicing your script. Create a script that you feel comfortable with. If that's the elimination of gluten, you know, really getting comfortable, you don't need to explain it to your server. You don't need to go into details. You can just say, I have a food restriction. I'm not eating gluten. Can you accommodate that in my meal today? They may ask, is it, are you celiac or can you have a little bit of gluten? And that's up to you to decide your answer for, but just having that clarity. When we've been traveling with Scotty and he's been the most unwell, it's really been important for us to have a very clear script to say to the restaurant, to explain to people. And this plays in huge to when you're even just going to visit a friend or go out for dinner with friends. Having a really clear script to communicate your needs and what your parameters are can really save you a lot of struggle in restaurants and in social situations. So practice it out. Stand in front of the mirror and say it and say it and say it until it starts to feel normal and like a thing that you can express. And know that it's okay for you to take that space. It's fine if you have a thing. It's beautiful if you have the courage to be prioritizing your health. That's a beautiful gift to you, to your family, and ultimately to the world because your energy and impact is going to be much greater if you feel good and not like a dumpster fire. So thank you so much for joining me here today. I hope that this was helpful and please let me know. And if you know somebody that would benefit from this information, I'm so grateful if you share, please subscribe. And if you're up for it, leave a review at wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, man. All right. Peace and love.